when you can't do anything remember god can do something remember the power of prayer in this message title god's favor will give you whatever you ask pastor teaches four things about nehemiah's prayer and explain how god's favor and prayer got nehemiah what he asked thank you lord you are ahead we magnify your name tonight we give you glory and honor anoint the heads with fresh oil in all our weakness you are strong enable us lord to minister forth for your kingdom for your glory for your name lord open this open the word to us tonight give me the grace to release your word amen we promise you all the glory and honor we pray for your supernatural move upon every home and everyone who is listening to us Amen. that you holy spirit yes. would have your way in their lives Amen. as you would in our lives Amen. we give you all glory and honor Amen. in jesus precious name Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Shake hands with your spouse or with your children or with your father or mother who is who is next to you. Shake hands with them and tell them Jesus Christ is your is your Lord. Yesu ana karthava nadithirikkunna aalde kai koduthittu para. Ningal evade aanengilum hallelujah allengil karangal uyarthittu para. Yesu anande karthava Jesus Christ is my Lord. Lift your hands if you have no one in that room. Lift your hands and say Jesus Christ is my Lord. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody who's feeling miserable because you are alone you are alone somewhere and you are miserable because you are alone the lord says next year by this time you will have your spouse by your side hallelujah lift your hand and say jesus is my lord hallelujah you will not be alone next year this time next year this time you will have your spouse and not only that i sense the lord releasing for this blessings upon many who are wanting children right now you as a couple you feel alone in your home but the lord says next year by this time you will have the blessing of children around your table around around in your life the blessing of god upon you Amen. Amen. Lift your hands once again and shout and say Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to the name of Jesus. There is a saying that miracles do not go where it is needed but it will go where it is expected. Miracles do not go where it is needed. but it goes where it is expected so if you're not expecting a miracle it's the same way we have been learning and teaching and ministering on the word favor and you heard even last week if you're not expecting favor exp- chances are that favor won't show up if you don't expect the miracle if you don't expect the blessing it won't come up it doesn't go where it is needed it comes up where it is expected amen So lift your head and say thank you lord i can expect from your word i can expect in your name jesus miracles healings breakthroughs and favor in my life and in my family lift your hand and say that tonight may that be your portion amen hallelujah we've been learning on uh, favor and let's look into the scriptures in the book of nehemiah chapter 2 verse 5 verses 1 to 8 you should read it later as a matter of fact read the whole book of nehemia but especially verses 1 to 8 and the first chapter we'll be ministering more from those uh, those two chapters but the second chapter in verse 5 is 
the verse that I want to read tonight. Or somebody help me to read. Yes. the king and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight that thou would send me unto Judah unto the city of my father's sepulchers that I may build it. If I have found favor in thy sight. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. If I have found favor in thy sight. Nehemiah is saying to the king favor before the king. He's saying if I found favor in thy sight. Amen. Glory unto the name of Jesus. You know, we know the story of the Nehemiah. Nehemiah is a cupbearer in the king's court. And when you study the scriptures in the first chapter, it begins with the scripture pointing out that a few of his the Jews, and one of them being his own brother, came to the place where he was, that's about 900 miles from Jerusalem, and Nehemiah is inquiring of them, how is the city, how are God's people? brethren there are saying the city is broken down and we are in great shame and we are being reproached and afflicted and hearing that Nehemiah sits down and he begins to cry I wondered what was the problem of Nehemiah Everyone has a problem. Everyone has a problem. Or some challenge. Here is Nehemiah sitting and crying. What is his problem? See, he had one of the greatest privileges in that time, being the cup bearer to the king. It's almost like the personal assistant or chief secretary to the king. Just not overseeing whether the king is going to be killed through the food or through the drink. No, just not that. But right from the time the grapes are plucked, right through the process of it reaching in a cup as a wine before the king, he's got to oversee it. He's got so much of access to the king that you know sometimes how it is when you have drivers and the drivers are so nice and they just need to drive the car but sometimes they begin to ask madam can I carry that luggage is there anything that is needed at home and so you literally begin to share with that person everything that you need because that person is so open to help you the richest and the most powerful nation on earth at that time, the king and Nehemiah is the cupbearer. As a matter of fact, he came from a noble family. Because you will find in the scriptures, his brother was one of the people who came to visit him in that land. That is 900 miles from Jerusalem. 
nearly three months journey if you are not rich you cannot make that travel you need horses you need wealth you need money to even make a travel like that you know in the last week you heard about ruth ruth had a problem she needed the favor of god what is nehemiah's problem nehemiah doesn't seem to have any problem he's got position privilege status in life pretty rich high paying job nehemiah's problem was his people's problem like most of the pastors would say their problem is not their problem their problem is their people's problem you're concerned about somebody and burdens you and you are you're kind of overwhelmed by the needs or the pressures that somebody is going through nehemiah is not even living in jerusalem as a matter of fact when you study bible history i'll have to just give you a little bit of background to before we get to the second chapter you will find that nehemiah was not not even living in jerusalem jerusalem was captured by the babylonians when they invaded jerusalem and slaves were taken the temple was destroyed they lost the glory days of solomon and david and nehemiah was actually born in exile nehemiah was maybe a generation after daniel he has not even seen jerusalem you find later on through king cyrus babylon i mean Uh, Jerusalem being you know the, the slaves being allowed to go back and the slaves are going back to Jerusalem and the homes are restored the business have started functioning but the walls around Jerusalem was never restored for 70 to 80 years they are trying to restore back the walls of jerusalem but those walls were never allowed to be restored back it's not like a compound wall you know the walls of jerusalem i walked around little bit of that walls it keeps the enemy away you do not know you know where the enemy is going to come from if the whole city is open you can be invaded any time destroyed any time people who were jealous of jerusalem made sure the walls were never rebuilt because they don't want jerusalem to come up again so much so the people are mocking and making fun of them and saying listen you guys you got your business started you got your homes built we can attack you any time you don't even have a wall you say you you have a god you don't even have a wall around your home there is no protection you are no no different from the rest of us as a matter of fact we can attack you and defeat you because there is nothing protecting you you think you are big 
you're nothing they mock they made fun so nehemiah's problem was not his problem are you with me it was his concern for god's house for god's city for god's people hallelujah where he sat and he cried i pray that god raises up a generation like that here that is concerned about god's people now you know i have realized you know many pastors are discouraged you know why because people who come to church are only concerned about themselves philippians chapter 2 paul writing he said everyone is concerned about their own state of affairs but timothy like a son has been concerned with me about your affairs everybody is thinking about their blessing their breakthrough their ministry their life and so they pray they come to church they listen to a message as a matter of fact they will even give because they want to be blessed not because the house of god has to be built or the work of god has to go on or the people of god has to be taken care of no 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 they want to be blessed we'll give we are messed from scripture if we give we are blessed we'll pray because we want to we will serve because we want to be used of god and many persons many people are kind of self-centered but god is raising up a generation that is beyond that that will be concerned for god's kingdom that will be concerned for god's church that will be concerned for god's people hallelujah that will stand in the gap and they'll cry and they will shed a tear not just a tear but they will weep and cry and pray and fast before god saying lord we want to see your house built we want to see your kingdom come we want to see your work established we want to see the blessing of god move upon your people oh god amen that you're troubled by the shame and the reproach that is happening to God's servants to God's people to God's house and i'm not speaking about just our local church but even about the church in india and across the world people who have been persecuted for jesus i mean you're concerned Look at Nehemiah. He's concerned. He sat and cried. Look at the Nehemiah chapter one, verses fourth verse. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. When I heard these words. When I heard these words. That I sat down and wept. See, he is concerned. He's in the in the second verse. He is asking them. They did not even say he is asking them. What about the Jews that escaped? What is what, what's 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 concern? Concern in Jerusalem? Tell me what's the news? He's asking them. Are you with me? In the, in the in the beginning years of ministry, people used to come and ask, Pastor, can we do something for the church? <laughs> Now people come and say, Pastor, I'm available. Just call me. Yeah, huh? I can even take your place. Just tell me. is different Look at this fourth place a fourth verse 
When Nehemiah heard this, he sat down and he wept. Hallelujah. See, he is reacting to the news. He cried. And sometimes you ask, why did he cry? Did something happen to him? Anything happened to this guy for him to sit and cry? Was he the crying type? You know, there are the crying types. Some are quick to cry. They say anything and they'll just start crying. And after two minutes, that tears will also go. Just like the tears came, the tears also go. You see that crying type? Is it superficial sorrow? crying guy. He is a serious guy when you study the scriptures. Not that kind of person who will just sit and cry for anything. But he is crying because of his love for God's people and for God's city. Crying and praying because of his great love for God's people. even born there. It's not even seen Jerusalem. And I sense that someone watching now, you've not even been to this church. You don't even know us. But you're watching somewhere far. But God is giving you a Holy Spirit concern. Amen. Don't be surprised if you fall in love with this church. You just tuned in for a message, but don't be surprised if you fall in love with this church and with this kind of preaching and preacher. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It's the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. It's the Holy Spirit of God enveloping you. He was concerned. That's why he was crying. I have sensed a lot of people who are concerned about everything and everybody. But not really concerned. You know those kind of people? You'll think they are, you know, really concerned about you. They just want information. Naomi is not like that. concerned about people who are really concerned about you. No, I mean, not really concerned about you, but who show concern about you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be concerned about people who are not really concerned about you, but who show concern about you. How is your brother? How is your business doing, brother? Chumma asking because I am also praying. Chumma saying, he doesn't even pray for his salvation. He's praying for your breakthrough. (laughs) 
Amen. There are, there, there are, there are, there are, you know, people, have you heard? There are people who will say, I love Jesus, but it is his followers I don't like. I just love Jesus, but his followers I can't stand. That is also Chumma. Because if you love Jesus, you will love his followers. If you love Jesus, you will love his church. If you love Jesus, you will love his servants. 1 John chapter 4 verse 20. The first letter of John chapter 4 verse 20. Let's look at that. 1 John chapter 4 verse 20. If a man say, I love God. If a man says, I love God. And hateth his brother. And hateth his brother. He's a liar. He's a chumma saying. That's what I'm saying. Liar. Pachakalam. Big liar. I love God, but... Corrupt people in the church. Immoral people in the church. Bad people in the church. I... I... If any man say, I love God and hated this brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? The sure test, whether you love Jesus, is how you love his brother. The church. How much real concern you have. How genuinely you're concerned. When Jesus in the gospel of Luke chapter 9 saw the city of Jerusalem, he cried. The Greek word says, he cried loudly. Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I've longed to gather you. Like a mother gathers her chicks. He wept loudly. Nehemiah is kind of shadow of Jesus in the New Testament crying over Jerusalem. And that is what you call a godly sorrow. Now we believe in the joy of the spirit. We laugh a lot in the spirit. But there is a place for godly sorrow. Just not chumma cry. Because your umbrella did not open last time you prayed. Or you didn't get one mark more after fasting for two hours? No, no. <laughs> He's concerned about their well-being. There's another problem why no why you know when these people came and said the state of Jerusalem Nehemiah did not immediately go to the king even though he has access to the king and said listen do this why did he sit and cry if you got influence if you know the right people and the right connections why can't you just go and speak to the king and get things done you know why 
It took me years to understand. You have to study the book of Hesra, the fourth chapter. Hesra, the fourth chapter. You will find it is the same king who passed a letter or a decree saying the city walls and the city of Jerusalem should not be built. So how do you go and tell before this king, please reverse this. Look at the fourth chapter of Ezra, the 11th verse. Ezra is just the preceding book, the fourth chapter, 11th verse. This is the copy of the letter that ah. they said on, that they sent unto him. Yes. Even unto Arthur Xerxes. See the, the king. people who hated uh, uh, Jerusalem. Yeah. Thy, ser thy servants, mm. the men on this side the river, mm. and at such a time, mm. be it known unto the king that the mm. Jews which came up from thee to mm. us have come unto Jerusalem, building the rebellious and the bad city, and have set up the walls thereof and join the foundation. they are writing, the people who are envious are writing a letter to the king and saying, see, these people are rebellious and they are wanting to build a wall around Jerusalem. Mm. Be it known now, now unto the king that if, if the city is builded and the wall set up again, then will they not pay toll, tribute and custom and so thou shalt endamage the revenue of the kings. Yes, see, they are saying, king, this will cause you more harm. Yes. Look at the 15th verse. That search may be made in the book of the records of thy fathers, so shall thou find in the book of the records mm. and know that this city is a rebellious city ah. and hurtful unto kings. And See, the city will rebel against you and hurt you, king. And provinces, mm. and that they have moved sedition within the same of old time, mm. of which cause was the city destroyed. Yeah, now read the 19th verse. Fourth chapter, 19th verse. And I commanded, and search hath been made, and it is found that the city of old time has made incision against kings, and that rebellion and sedition have been made therein. Yeah, now read the 21st verse. Give you now commandment to cause these men to cease, and that the city be not builded, until another commandment shall be given from me. Amen. See, the king himself had passed a decree saying this that shall not be built. People who are jealous, writing letters. I've had many letters come to me like that, you know. <laughs> letters. See, so the Nehemiah cannot just go to the king and say, listen, the walls needs to be built. You find in the Old Testament, Joseph, when he was in prison, there was the cupbearer in the prison. Why? Because the king was offended by the cupbearer. Just offense and he is in jail. You, the king doesn't like you, is offended by you, your head can go. You can be put in prison. Naomi cannot just go and say, because I know the king, I can just go and say anything. You can't just do anything. And sometimes we assume people who have position can do anything for us. But you actually do not know the pressure that they carry. So you find from verse 5 to 11, Nehemiah is praying. 
Amen. I want to lay a foundation because we love the talk on favor and this is on favor. But unless I give you a foundation for Nehemiah having found favor, what kind of people find favor? Look at Nehemiah. He was concerned. He knelt down, he sat down, he cried, he prayed. And look at the prayer. We all pray. But look at his prayer. You know, we all pray. We all believe in prayer. Simple points. Do you believe in prayer? Do you believe in prayer? Yes. 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 We all pray. But how did Dan, I mean, Nehemiah pray? See, Nehemiah could have just told these people, see, I understand what your problem is. But I can't help you. See, the king made this rule. Why don't you understand? I would like to help you. I'm concerned, but you know, I can't do anything. He could have said that, but he didn't. He believed in prayer. When you can't do something, he knew God could do something. Tonight, God is speaking to somebody. When you feel that you can't do anything, remember God can do something. So Nehemiah knelt down and prayed. When you can't do anything about your situation or change it, hallelujah, when there is a decree against your life, when there are laws written against you, when people are against you, when you can do nothing, remember the power of prayer. Hallelujah. Kneel down in the presence of God and pray. And God is able to reverse that which is written against you. He is able to change the law and make things in favor for you. If you believe that, lift your hand and shout out, Jesus. Lift your hands and shout out Jesus. Lift your hands and shout out Jesus. Lift your hands and shout out Jesus. The wonder of prayer. Amen. Sometimes we worry about it. Sometimes we are concerned about it. And we think, oh my God, I would like to help but I can't do anything. But have you ever prayed? The easiest thing is to be afraid or to be worried. Common trap. It comes like a reflex for many of us. You're concerned about something, you just worry. But Philippians 4, 6, 7, 8. Do not be anxious about anything. But in prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. Do not be anxious about tomorrow. See, look at that. Nehemiah chapter 1. Look at Nehemiah chapter 1, verse uh, uh, four, 4 once again. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. He sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Mm-hmm. Then I said... See, enough. See, for some days he fasted and prayed. Before God of heaven. Just not once, he prayed. Sometimes you look at the second chapter, found favor. And you think you just prayed? Lord, I entreat your favor. Amen. For some days, he fasted and he prayed. For how many days? Bible scholars believe nearly three to four months. Why do I say that? But look at the Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, mm. 
in the month of kislev uh, in the month of kislev uh, that, that 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 is that is the month of uh, november in our calendar november now look at the second chapter verse 1 in the month of nisan nisan the month of nisan is in the month of march so november to march nearly 3 to 4 months he fasted and sat and cried and prayed hallelujah in other words he had a prayer life ah come on church come on church wherever you are ask god to rebuild your prayer life hallelujah i'm not speaking about your short small whispers or just typing amen when somebody says a prayer in your group chat i'm everybody does that you know and they and they get discouraged because no miracle happened pastor i heard the talk on favor i also said amen while the message was going on i was even typing amen below <laughs> do that it encourages us <laughs> but that's not what i that is not what prayer is see four things about the the prayer that nehemiah prayed which is amazing my spiritual father used to make us read through the prayers of every man of god and woman of god and and most powerful the prayer of jesus in the new testament he used to make us tell us study read and pray through those scriptures every night get up at 2 o'clock in the night and pray so we used to do that and this was one of the prayers and look at the prayers the four things in this prayer that i want to highlight he prayed with a sense of god's greatness can you say that with me he prayed he prayed with a sense of god's greatness with a sense of god's Nehemiah greatness nehemia chapter 1 verse 5 then i said lord then i said lord the god lord, of the god of heaven the then great, i said i beseech thee o lord god of heaven the great and awesome god the great and awesome god say that with me our god is a great and awesome god our god is a great and awesome god great and awesome god great and awesome our god is a great and awesome god our god is a great and awesome god amen 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 see he didn't he didn't think his problem is great and sometimes when you have faced with problems maybe a health issue maybe financial issues maybe you know church or marriage of the child or whatever you think that problem is too great and you you go with that great problem of yours but look at nehemiah praying he's saying lord you are the great god my problem is small you are the great god and tonight i tell you your problem is small when you see the greatness of our god our jesus is great rabala va shamhala va raba andaswala prachi katakam divala katakam may you have a sense of god's greatness may your problem seem small when you see in the greatness of god rabal pas va jalar dumas va hadonia amen see when nehemiah is praying in his mind it is not the great problem or he could have even said i got a great friend the king great king great king but no amen look at it look at his approach to prayer he's saying 
our God, you are awesome in power. You're great. We used to sing that song. Awesome in power, God. Awesome in power. Faithful and true Oh God You are my God And I love you of your greatness let them not see the size of the giants of God let them not see the size of the walls of Jericho let them not see the giants in the land let them see your greatness of God you are faithful and true to your promise you are faithful and true to your promise tonight father hallelujah if nothing else happens tonight lord through this message of ministry uh, let people see your awesomeness uh, how awesome and mighty you are oh god uh, let them see your mightiness oh god uh, let them see how beautiful how precious how great you are let them see how great you are let them see how great you are oh god oh we worship you lord we worship you even tonight in worship let their hearts be open to know the greatness of our god the greatness of our god let every religious mindset break let them see the off-cinemas of jesus Power. Oh, 
Someone smaller than who he really is in the Bible. He's higher than the heavens. He cannot be contained in a temple in four walls. His one touch is enough. Even tonight. To deliver you from every incurable diseases. One touch. One touch. In the name of Jesus. Cure illandu paranya. Idhinna saukyam illandu paranya. Roga bendangala. Chaladinna ryatri yeshum inna namathil alinyumariya. In the name of Jesus be healed now. In the name of Jesus now. Yeshum inna namathil. In the name of Jesus. See, once you see the awesomeness of God, the greatness of God, can you imagine that? The earth and the fullness belongs to the Lord. The cattle on the thousand hills belong to the Lord. My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory. Do you know his riches? The over 500 billion planets out there. For every single person on earth, he can give you a planet. Minimum. Some people only have a sense of the Persian king's greatness and the problem's greatness. But see, when Nehemiah went to pray, he knew our God is awesome in power. He's a great and mighty God. Lift your hand and say, my Jesus is mighty. He's great. There is no one greater than him. There is no one greater than Jesus. There is no one greater than Jesus. There is no one greater than Jesus. We use this word awesome just like that. Awesome match. Awesome cake. <laughs> See, you cannot use it like that. There is only one who is awesome. Awe inspiring. That's what awesome means. Awe inspiring. It's our God. Hallelujah. Glory unto the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. See, I'm not belittling your problem. We all have problems, big or small. 
the worst problem some of us have worst problems but all that will have its perspective when we see the greatness of our god and that is how prayer begins now look at the sixth verse nehemia 1 verse 6 let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants the people of israel read on i confess the sins we israelites including myself including myself see he is confess he admits his fault including myself hallelujah i looked through the scriptures to find out where this guy sinned he's quite righteous <laughs> there are no glaring faults you know that you can find but you knew change had to begin in him some of us will find the fault in everybody else but we'll seldom admit our own faults now don't look at your wife now <laughs> we'll <laughs> we will see the faults in everybody else but seldom do we see the fault in ourselves but nehemiah the way he is praying you won't find favor see he sees the offsonness of god then he says lord when i look at you and when i look at myself wow i'm sorry lord i do not know years back i think it was in one of those uh let uh you know newspapers london times on either one i forget which one said uh what's wrong with this world today what's wrong with this world today and said you send your answers interesting ones we will put it on the paper what is the wrong with the world today and gk chesterton the great man he wrote dear sir i am yours sincerely gk chesterton what's wrong in the world today i am now that's not part that's not the message i do not know why we are going in these lines maybe somebody needs it here i can't see any faults in you all of you are so perfect <laughs> but i'm sure there must be somebody far away in antarctica listening to this message who needs to say lord i'm sorry for my sins look at how he prayed was eight remember the instruction you gave your servant moses saying see i like the king james version remember i beseech thee the word that thou commandest thy servant moses remember i beseech thee the word he prayed god's word back to god So you want to see the blessing of God you got to I've been preaching on this favor for a long time so many scriptures put scriptures in your heart quote the scriptures back to God and pray He knows his bible even though he's got only five books to read in the old testament He knows his bible Does God forget his word I don't think so. But maybe he wrote that so that we don't forget his word. 
As a matter of fact, when you study the book of Nehemiah seven times, he prayed this way. Lord, I remember your word. He's quoting the scriptures. And the fourth one, verse 11. Yes. O Lord, I beseech thee. O Lord, I beseech thee. Let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer let of thy servant. Let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and, and the prayer of thy servants who, who desired to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thy servant this day, grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. One version uses the word, instead of prosper, it uses the word favor. He petitioned specifically for favor. Can you find that from the which version? He, he specifically petitioned for favor. That's where the favor word comes in. So when you pray, four things in that prayer on Nehemiah, second chapter, he's asking for favor before the king. You will have favor with God and with man. We are favored with God because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. But even favor with the king, favor with authorities, where even laws are replaced or changed for your benefit happens when you beseech the presence of God and ask Him specifically for favor. Lift your hand and ask Him. Ask Him. Glory be to the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to the name of Jesus. Amen. Now second chapter, He's coming before the King after three months, three to four months of prayer. And the king is looking at him and senses in his body language that he's, ha he's not happy. Can you imagine that? Every day this man is happy. Some of us are other way around. Every day we are grumpy, grumbling, complaining, murmuring, upset with the whole wide world and with everybody around us. But the only time we smile is when pastor says, look at your neighbor and smile. And your neighbor is not too convinced of that smile. <laughs> this guy was before the king and always happy. So much so one day when his face is not that happy, the king senses there is some sadness inside of him. And says to him, why are you sad? I sense it is your heart. Look at Nehemiah chapter 2. I mean, I've not reached anywhere with the message, but I think we're going a long time. I was thinking, I, I was feeling so weak today that I, I was not sure whether I could preach today. But then God is enabling me. Second chapter, second verse. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is your countenance sad? Are you, you are not sick? It is the sorrow of your heart. And I was afraid. The third verse. And he said to the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad? Look at the boldness of this guy to say to the king. Why should not my countenance be sad? When the city, the place of my father's graves, lies waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire. Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make a request? 
So what is your request? We were immediately told our request. But underline that word. Never forget it. Apply it in your life. So I prayed to the God of heaven. In the first chapter, it's a long prayer. He's standing before the king. And the king is asking, what is your request? He says, Lord. Lord. Help me to boldly but tactfully speak the matter to him. It's a tense moment. What is your request? You say it. How does he tell the king? Something that you passed as a law, you need to reverse it. No, no. Help me to be bold at the same time tactful. Lord, how do I? In your life, you need that grace. You need that blessing. Amen. Amen. See, his very reflex is to pray at that moment. To ask God before he says something. We say something and then we pray. We repent. I shouldn't have said it. Oh my God, I shouldn't have said it. But this man, Nehemiah, he strained his life in such a way that ASAP kind of prayer, you know. Let me first pray. He strained to speak to God first. First God. Then train your children that way. Amen. I tell my wife, you want something? First ask God. Then ask me. I tell my children, you want something? First ask Jesus in prayer. Then tell me. It might be a simple thing. I can do it for you. I can show you favor. It might be just buying you lollipops. Yeah, I can do it for you. But first ask Jesus. A word of instruction for somebody. Train your children that way. You won't regret it. Hallelujah. Even to make short prayers. Even when the, when the king says, What is your request? Tell me. Let me first pray. He can't say, Now let me go and pray and come. He's already done that. Are you with me? We would have done that. Yo, I didn't expect you to say that. Let me go first pray and come. <laughs> He's already finished three to four months of praying. He's very clear what... But then still, he knows how to pray. Wow. Anybody learning something tonight? Lift your hands. May this wisdom be yours in the name of Jesus. May this wisdom be yours in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And look at the fifth verse. And that is what the scripture that we read. And we have, we have, we have Yeah. And I said unto the king. See, there are four things he said. And you have to find that in that scripture. If and it, I said unto the king, if it please the king, and if thy servant has found favor in thy sight, thou would send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's graves, that I may build it. One is praying, reverse it to God, the previous decree that you said. It is there. Are you with me? It is there. Because the wizard is asking for that. It is there. Two, he is asking for leave. He's the cupbearer. <laughs> He's the cupbearer. He's asking for leave. Just not one day. He has to travel three months minimum. One side to reach 
Then another three months to reach this side. It only took 52 days. That which couldn't be built for 70 to 90 years took only 52 days to build. But that is again another couple of months. So nearly a year. He's asking live. In that one verse. Some of you, before you ask leave, you need to pray this prayer. <laughs> In your workplace. <laughs> Three, he's saying, make it an official trip. Can you imagine that? He wants leave and he wants a paid leave. Are you getting something out of that? You don't have to get this, no? Yeah. A paid leave. Wouldn't it be gorgeous? Wow. Hallelujah. Paid leave. See, that's what they call the force of favor. He's telling the, the force of favor. The, the king does not know what is hitting him. The force of favor is all around Nehemi. The king loves him so much. You don't want your cupbearer to go. Okay. Lately, go on official trip. And you know what happened? Nehemiah 5 and verse 14, the king actually made him a governor of the land of Judea and sent him. Amen. That is favor. When you begin to have bold press before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you will have bold answers. You will have privileges and positions that are way beyond what you have right now. In the name of Jesus, may that happen forth for you. Amen. See, favor is filled that room like oxygen. The king is like, okay. Look at something interesting is here. The sixth verse, look at that. The king said unto me, the queen also sitting by him. I like that. Nehemiah went at a time when the queen is also sitting nearby. So usually kings will be nice if the queen is sitting next to you. Men behave their best before women. This is what I want to highlight. Favor will give you whatever you ask. Amen. Lift your hand and say, Favor will give me whatever I ask. Favor will give me whatever I ask. Amen. Amen. How much can you ask God? How much can you ask the King of Kings? How much can you ask the Lord of Lords? How much will you ask Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Favor will give you whatever you ask. Favor will cause natural loss to change. So I want to title the message God's favor will give you whatever you ask Lift your hand and say favor will give me whatever I ask Favor will Amen. give me whatever I ask In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Amen Amen Praise God, hallelujah Favor will give you whatever you ask That's the message That's the title of this message Favor will give you Whatever you ask, that you learn it from Nehemiah. You have the qualities of Nehemiah and you pray, he will ask, he will give you whatever you ask. Look, look, look at Exodus 33, verse 17. 
And I close with that. Exodus 33 verse 17. And the Lord said to Moses, And God said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken, This very thing you have spoken, I will do, I will do, For you have found favor in my sight, And I know you by name. See, God is telling Moses, This very thing you have asked of me, Or said, I will do, Because you have found favor. Amen. Wow. Amen. Glory unto the name of Jesus. Amen. Favor will give you a leave for a purpose. Are you with me? This is just not a leave, just a paid leave that you can sit at home and sleep and watch TV. It's for a purpose, for God's kingdom. When you study the scriptures, that favor gave him access, safe passage to Jerusalem. The king wrote a letter, three months journey, nobody stops you. And not only that, Look at the eighth verse. That favor gave him funds for the project. Hallelujah. Eighth verse. Nehemiah 2:8. And a letter unto Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, mm. that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace, mm -hmm. which appertain to the house, and for the wall of the city. And for the house that I shall enter into. Enough. See, not only for the wall of the city, but it even to see. Look at look at his. We would say, in other words, look at his nerve. Taking, we would say, taking his luck too far. Standing before the king, king is already giving him, making him the governor, giving him a leave, telling him to go, giving safe passage. Now he's saying, okay, also provision for the building of the walls of Jerusalem. Still that I can understand. But he's saying, also provision for my house. Favor to build your house in the name of Jesus for somebody who is listening. In the name of Jesus, favor not only for the kingdom, when you place the kingdom and God's house first, even your house will be built in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and say, favor me like Nehemiah, O God. Favor me like Nehemiah, Amen. Amen. God is wanting to show you favor, but He wants you to grow up spiritually like that. To have the maturity. Amen. Amen. Let's close our eyes in prayer tonight.